0: Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. Manisha is a family medicine physician who has been living with lupus. She recently published a memoir self-help book about her journey becoming a doctor while living with her chronic illness. Hi, Manisha. What's on your mind? Hi. What's on my mind? Well, I've been thinking a lot about vacation. And
1: now that I'm fully vaccinated, I'm considering maybe taking a trip. I love that. That's what's on my mind.
0: (laughs) I have been trying to get a vacation in for so long, as you know, I recently got married and everyone's been asking us about a honeymoon. And I just, I don't know that we can necessarily go anywhere yet. And for everyone out there, I actually met Manisha through Clubhouse. And I actually met Manisha on a room that was about writers. And Manisha, you are a writer, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am now a published author. I published my book, Butterflies, Boards and
1: Blessings, The Doctor's Journey to Thriving with Lupus in uh, February of this
0: year. So, wow. Okay. Well, congratulations, first of all. And also that title um, says a lot about what your story is. So what inspired you to write this story and get, get this out there?
1: Well, I felt like this is a story that needed to be shared. Um, I was diagnosed with lupus, which is a chronic autoimmune illness. Uh, my second year of family med- medicine residency. And when I was diagnosed, uh, I had a hard time, I struggled, and I really did feel like my life was over. Um, I thought, how am I going to finish a medical residency when I'm in so much pain, and I have insane fatigue. Um, and I really just thought this, this is it, you know, this is it for me in my life. Um, But I finished my residency and I became a doctor. I practiced as a doctor until I had my baby in 2019, in which I had complicated pregnancy and a complicated postpartum period. So I ended up not working then. Um, And when I was ready to go back to work, COVID had just started and I had a small child at home. I'm taking strong immunosuppressive therapy. And I said, you know what? This is not the right time to go back to work. And that's when I decided to publish my book about my journey becoming a doctor, my journey um, with this disease, and everything that goes with it. So that's kind of my story. And, you know, it it goes to show that, hey, even if you have a chronic illness or anything, you know, you can still find a way. You can find a way to overcome the obstacles in your life. They may be a little harder. They may be a little tougher, but you can totally do it. You may even have to take a different path, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't live a fulfilling or successful life. Right now, I'm on a completely different path.
0: Um,
1: You know, I've published a book, and I'm looking into doing some advocacy. So I just felt like that, that message needed to be shared, that, you know, you can overcome and you can still live. A really
0: good life. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I very personally resonate a lot with, with you and your story. I'm I'm a I guess now I'm so used to saying fiance. I'm a spouse of someone who is in their residency. I myself have chronic health issues. I couldn't even imagine dealing with residency on top of managing the health issues that I have to go through. So major kudos to you. I can't even imagine how um, difficult that's been, but I'm so glad that you got, like you said, like now you're on this path as as a published author. Is that something that you had wanted for yourself before, or this just kind of came into your life of just, you realized you had a story to tell and, and an opportunity presented itself? I
1: always uh, wanted to publish a book. It was a dream of mine. When I was younger, I used to um, write a lot. I used to write poetry. I used to write short stories. I used to write songs and lyrics, and it was um, just kind of a dream of mine. Um I even did some blogging, mm. but i I never had time once I started medical school and residency, and then practicing as a physician. The time just wasn't there anymore. So, I kind of put that dream aside and, you know, until now when, you know, with COVID and with the small baby and being at home, it just was the right time. And so yeah, I kind of lived out my dream.
0: That's so awesome. Obviously the story, you know, it's not fiction. It's it's based on you and your life story and the experiences that you had, especially, you know, through residency and all that. Did you um, document or, or start writing while you were doing the residency or did most of your writing and everything happen um, you know in the past y- couple years or so after residency?
1: So I started writing the book and attempted writing the book probably after residency it was probably my second year of working when I had finally gotten a second or third year of working when I had finally gotten my uh, job that allowed me to work part-time and so that's when I kind of uh, started the writing process but I still just didn't have the time to keep up with it so I actually just kind of ended up giving it all up but I I did attempt I think I probably wrote maybe one chapter of the book and then that was it and a few blog post. Well, I actually have a blog for a couple years. Um, and and that documented a lot of my story. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I couldn't keep up with any of it. And so really, uh, what was it? February and March. February and March of last year is when I really kind of put it all, started putting it all together.
0: Wow. Okay. So it's like just been kind of over a year for you, this whole entire book writing and publishing journey. Yes.
1: Yes. I actually... Published the ebook back in October. Um, was going to do a nice launch party right after that for you know the paperback book, and then we got COVID, and everything after that kind of came to a halt because
0: hmm.
1: of COVID. And then it then it ran into the holidays, and I didn't really get to pick it back up till January.
0: Wow. So what I mean, what was that whole process like for you? I'm, I'm assuming you did self publishing.
1: I did. I did self publish.
0: And um, it was definitely
1: different than I expected. <laughs> um, you know, the writing the book I think was the easiest part. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so then, you know, I did the writing of the book, and then you have to find an editor. And I I actually hired a book coach to help me with writing my first book and kind of showing me the ropes. And after I um, wrote the book, then she had some resources for someone to do the editing and someone to do the layout of the book and formatting and mm. all the cover art. So, um, she, she helped me with all of that, but then no one tells you about marketing the book. And so that is, um, that's really new territory for me. And that's what I've found is the hardest part of publishing a book. Cause if you're going to publish a book, You need people to know about it and you need people to see it so that they can read it. Once you load it onto Amazon, it's there, but nobody knows about it. So marketing is a big part of the self-publishing, which is just a whole nother world of just newness.
0: Yeah. What's something that you've learned uh, in terms of the world of marketing and, and book marketing specifically? That it's really hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That it's really hard. That it takes daily work. Um, that it's more expensive than you would have ever thought.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Um,
1: the whole process when when everything's said and done, uh, because you got to build your platform. You've got to build a web page and the mailing list and. I design your logos and design so by the time all of it comes together it's actually kind of an expensive process um and it's um it's a lot of work that you have to keep up with it every day to market you have to you have to you know constantly find different avenues to to market to you have to um, network and make connections and um uh, you know for an independent author a new author where you don't have any books out yet, nobody knows who you are. Um, You need to get that following through, you know, social media, through um, mailing lists, through, through, you know, whatever way you can um, to drive people to see your book because you write this book, you're so proud of it and you want people to read it.
0: Yeah, of course. I know you mentioned before that there was plans for a big launch party and everything. And obviously you've kind of had to Pivot those plans. Where can people learn about your book, and and what are your plans to get it out there?
1: So right now, I do have a website. It's www.thepatientdoc.com. I, it's also available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple, Google. So it's available wide. Um, um, the ebook, and then there, the paperback book, book as well. Um, And so right now, if anyone wants it, they can find it there. I do plan on, I did a little mini launch back in February, um, but I'm really looking forward to being able to do some uh, in-person book book tour and uh, maybe just simply doing it it in like coffee shops or uh, bookstores um that's what I'm really looking forward to doing. Um but for right now, you know, I just I just continue to share it on my socials and um just share it with people I meet. Um you never know who needs to hear the story, right? You never know who it's going to help. Um there there are times when I think, you know, no one's reading my book. I you know, I don't know if it's getting out there and you know, I'll receive a random DM or um, message on Facebook or Instagram or something from someone I I asked a complete stranger to me that I don't know telling me, Hey, Dr. Manisha, your story resonated with me. I really needed to hear that, uh, your story is so much like mine. And, and it's, it's not just one or two people. It's so many people coming and saying that, and it just makes you feel good to know that, you know, I'm helping someone, um, you know, even if it's just one person, that's enough. I'm helping someone. I'm helping someone who is going through a struggle that I went through. Mm. Um, and, and I think this is such an important point that you know everyone has a story to tell. And when we share our stories, we never know who we're going to help with that story or how it's going to touch someone's life. Yeah. And so. I think it's so important for us to share our stories and share our lives with other people.
0: Absolutely. I, I resonate with that so much. That's the whole reason why um, I have this podcast and similarly, like, you know, I have a small audience. I'm no Joe Rogan or even anywhere similar to that. Um, but it's so touching when someone, you know, sends a DM, especially someone that you have no idea and just knowing that you've impacted, um, someone's life for the good. Um, it just, it makes you feel like you have purpose. So I'm glad that your book is out there and that, um, obviously your story is important to you because it's your story, but I'm so glad that other people, uh, feel and hear the importance of your story, um, as well. So that's, that's really great. And obviously writing was something that was a childhood passion of yours. You've written your book. Do you want to write another book or is that too soon to ask? (laughs)
1: I actually have been thinking about it. Um, I'm considering doing a second book, maybe talking a little bit about my pregnancy, the pregnancy journey, um, you know, postpartum, things that, that we don't always talk about, um, but as women affect us deeply. Yeah. Um, and talk a little bit about being a mom with a chronic illness. Um, I mean, we all know motherhood in itself is, is hard work. Anyone who is a mom knows um it, it's hard work um and you know with a chronic illness when you have pain and when you have really extreme fatigue it becomes harder um so you know i uh, i am considering writing a book about um about my pregnancy journey and sharing my tips on how to get through things i'd also like to do a little bit more of a fun book um also about travel and kind of share some of my travel stories because traveling is something i really enjoy And kind of my tips on how to manage travel when you're living with a chronic illness. So I have a couple ideas for some books to come out. um, And, you know, maybe I'm just trying to see where this path takes me. Um, You know, I just started this road of advocacy and of sharing my story. And uh, I think there's
0: a lot of different ways I can go with this.
1: Yeah. I just want to see where the path leads.
0: That's awesome. Well, I know several women in my life that would love that book. So as soon as it's on the shelves, you let me know. And and I'd love to get the word out for that um, second and third book as well, too. That seems like a good point for a break. Time for some ads.
2: If you know Jenny at all, you know that she's obsessed with her pup, Oliver. And now that we've arrived, we have two fur babies, Bahu and Oliver. They're both special little creatures with their own personalities and own diets. Oliver is allergic to everything in the world. Bahu is a super high-energy pup that needs quite a bit of protein in his diet. After a lot of experimentation and many vet visits, We were given the chance to sample some of Forza 10's food. Oliver now uses the Grain In Active line, which is chicken-free and great for digestive health. For Bahu, we're going to try out the Grain Free Legend line. Forza 10 has a top selection of premium, gourmet, science-based, wet and dry food for both dogs and cats, designed to address just about every condition your pet might encounter. Try Forza 10 for your dog or cat today and use the code JANNY10 at checkout for $10 off. That's F-O-R-Z-A, the number 10, USA.com.
0: And now back to the show.
1: Awareness um, is so important because that's how people understand. That's how people learn. And when we raise awareness, that enables us to do more things like more research, more education. So. Um, you know, people if you don't know about it, then you don't know about it, right? You can't do anything about it. But when you spread the word, when you share the stories, when you, you make people aware of this disease and aware of the impact that this disease has on people's lives and that it is affecting a lot of people's lives. Um, one point five million in the US. Um That's that's not a small amount of people. That's that's a decent amount of people who are being affected by this. And that's only the people who are diagnosed because lupus is an invisible disease. It's very hard to diagnose. Um, You know, I think they say the average time for diagnosis for lupus is five to seven years. Wow. Can you imagine just suffering with pain, with fatigue, with rashes, with all sorts of other symptoms that are, are, um debilitating or disabling and suffering with the symptoms and not getting a diagnosis and not being able to start any treatment for five to seven years so this is the reason the more people know the more we can catch this disease sooner in people and and make that diagnosis the more we can help people understand what this disease is um and and the more um, money will be put into education and, and research and funding for lupus. so lup- uh, awareness is huge it's, it's such an important thing
0: yeah wow well thank you so much for sharing and if you said 1.5 million Americans that's a lot in, you,
1: in the US I believe so I would have to look it up again but I'm pretty sure it was 1.5 um,
0: let me let me double check that that's fine I mean regardless there's a lot of people <laughs>
1: It's a lot of, no. it's a lot. It's actually, um, it's not actually a rare disease. Like people think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not as rare as people
0: think. Um, it's not rare. I don't know if this is something that you address in your book, but do you feel like there are certain things that you've experienced, you know, with your journey of, of lupus and, and healing and your entire journey with that, that have been really specific to your identities as a woman of color?
1: lupus affects, um, uh, women of color more oh. than, um, Caucasian women. Um, and I did double check the number. It is 1.5 million Americans and wow. 5 million worldwide. So those are, those are not small numbers. Um, but yeah, lupus does tend to affect, um, women of color more, uh, more middle Eastern African-American more than Caucasian. Um, and unfortunately a lot of times, um, being a woman and a woman of color, and then if you add age and you're a young woman, a lot of times you don't get taken as seriously, especially if you're young, um, because you're 20 years old. You know, you're 20-something. Nothing should be wrong with you.
0: Mm.
1: You shouldn't be having these pains. You shouldn't be having um, this type of fatigue. You know, you're making it up. or And this happens a lot. To, to young women, especially women of color. Um, for me, I think I had it um, a little bit better than most other women simply because I am a physician. I am in the medical field. Mm. I am able to advocate for myself a little better. I'm able to be able to say, hey, I'm a doctor. I know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm able to use that and leverage that to help myself. Um, but for these patients, they know what they're talking about. They know something wrong. Yeah. They just don't have that ability to leverage that. And it's unfortunate, but that's what happens to, um, women, women of color, young women. That's, that's what happens. And it's sad, but I, that is changing and we're going to change that. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more it's going to change.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, all the more reason why I know you've been talking about advocacy a lot, and and I'm sure that's a really big part of advocacy of believing patients when they share their symptoms. And I am not in the medical field; I work in healthcare administration. My spouse is a doctor, but this is something that we talk about all the time, especially as now, you know, you start seeing a lot of articles of, you know, Black women um, who express pain don't get believed as much. And so there's just, you know, a lot of a lot of work I think that needs to be done in the medical field, um, just in terms of racism and how it plays out in different scenarios. But I'm glad that from your perspective, at least in terms of of lupus, that it seems to be going in the right direction, which is great. (laughs) And that obviously there's still more work to be done. And I really hope that your story resonates with people. I hope that you empower others to really, you know, share what's going on and and use their voice to to be vocal about what they're experiencing. And if you want to learn more about Manisha's story, please check out uh, her book. And Manisha, can you share that beautiful title one more time for all of our listeners?
1: Butterfly Fords and Blessings, A Doctor's Journey to Thriving with Lupus. And just want to make um, a point that it's not just for people who are living with lupus, for anyone struggling with anything chronic illness anything in your life because I think at the end of the day the message is the same that we all can overcome our battles you know we can do it
0: oh I love that I just got a little (laughs) teary-eyed that's amazing well thank you Manisha for being on the show I truly appreciate having you Um, and where can people find you on your social medias um, you can
1: find me on Instagram at Manisha Rayvarapu, Facebook, Manisha Rayvarapu, And then my website, com. And now you can find me on Clubhouse Yay! at Manisha as well.
0: Thanks again for being on the show and, and I'll let you go for your evening. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I yeah. love this.
0: I'm so glad. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And of course, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, jannyrad.com. That's J A N I R A D.com. Head on over to jannyrad.com slash podcast and click on support the show. Check out my Instagram at jannyrad.me. Love the podcast music? That's BK Williams. You can follow him on Instagram, Brian K underscore Williams 28. Thanks for listening.